Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the Zoe Church Podcast. We are a church in Los Angeles, California, that is dedicated and determined to worship and serve the person of Jesus Christ. We love him. We live for him. Our community is all about him. Again, thank you to everybody that is subscribing to our podcast, listening, and everybody that partners with us to help us get the message of Jesus out to around the world. Uh, We are going to listen today to part four of a series that we're in called Rebuilding the Real You Out of the Book of Nehemiah. This is the conclusion to the series that we've been in, talking about rebuilding the real you, which is the Jesus you, the God-intended version of you. So we're going to conclude today with a message called You've Changed. And we're believing that for you, that you've changed. You're not the same person. You are stepping into the person that God has called you to be. So come on, let's jump in to the last installment of Rebuilding the Real You. Changes our life. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. For the Lord is spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed. Now what the Bible's talking about is before you understand the gospel or before you understand Jesus, there's a veil in front of your eyes. You can't see the goodness of God. You can't see the power of the cross. You can't see the mighty plans he has for you. But now that the veil has been removed, you can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. He makes you more and more, God, over time, makes you more and more like Jesus. By the way, God's will is not that you eventually become looking like your parents. Somebody say amen to that one. You ever get spooked out by how much you're becoming your, your parents? Julia sometimes get mad at me and she's like, you're becoming your father. I'm like, my dad's an awesome guy. Knock it off. And my dad, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm using all the cheesy lines that he used. What were you born in a barn? You think money grows on trees? He's not making you look like your parents and he's not making you look like your pastors. He's forming you to look like Jesus. And how does God do this? He changes you from glory to glory, from one God moment to the next God moment, from one God season to the next God season, from one revelation of his love to the next revelation of his love. You are being changed. God has not taken his hand off your life. God has not said, like we said last week, good luck. No, God is changing you. He is rearranging you. He is molding and he is shaping. Oh, I love in the Bible, the story in the book of Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah, the prophet says, I went by the potter's house. And I went by the potter's house. He was molding some clay. He was changing that thing. And the Bible actually says, can the clay say to the potter, why have you made me this way? No, thank God for your personality. Thank God for your gift mix. Thank God for your talents. Thank God for the season that you're in. I went by the potter's house. What was he doing? He was changing. God loves you just the way you are. He just loves you way too much to leave you that way. 
He's changing you. He's molding you. He's shaping you. He's rearranging things. Anybody thankful that God's not done? Anybody can admit today, I'm still under construction. This is how God changed, because he's changing us to walk down his path. He's changing us so we can rebuild the real us. And how do you know if you're walking in the real you? Well, watch this verse, Proverbs 4. This is one of my favorite scriptures, verse 18. It says, but the path of the just, other translation use the word righteous here. But the path of the righteous is like the shining sun that shines even brighter unto the perfect day. In other words, I know I'm doing it God's way when I'm on a path that gets brighter and brighter, not darker and darker. If I'm in a dark path, I've missed some marks. I've gone astray. I've lost my mind. No, no, but if I'm on God's path to rebuild the real me, the path of the righteous shines brighter. Just for emphasis sake, I'm gonna say it real loud, okay? And brighter. When you, when you go down God's path, I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers. I'm still under construction. I've got a long way to go, but I know I'm on the right path because my path's getting brighter. Oh, come on, clap today. If you want to be on the path that is led by God, you've changed. You've changed. You're not the same you. You're not the same person you were a year ago. You've changed five times in the last year. You're warmer. You're kinder. You're more forgiving. You're more generous than you used to be. You're, you're, you're more honoring than you used to be. You're more excellent. You've changed. And you haven't changed for the worse. You've changed for the better. And your path's not getting darker. Your path is getting brighter. And all of this has to do with not religion, all of this has to do with relationship. All of this is a result. It is a byproduct. Not of hard labor in Christ. But of a relationship with Jesus. And when I walk with Jesus and I talk with Jesus and I receive from Jesus and I learn from Jesus, the path that I'm on gets brighter. And my decision making gets a little bit better. And my soul gets a little bit more secure and confident in who I am. And I get a little bit more faith in who God is and what he can accomplish. And I actually don't decrease or digress in the humanity of who I am. I actually get better. I actually get stronger. I actually gain confidence. I actually gain courage. I actually gain an ability. I gain an intelligence. I gain in creativity and innovation. Why? Because the real me is a creative me. The real me is a confident me. And the real me is a courageous me. And sin will erode. Circumstances will deplete. But when I walk with Jesus, he makes me strong. Even in my weakness, his power is made perfect. Are you thankful today for the power of Jesus? I was talking to someone this last week at this pastor's gathering we had, and we had an amazing time. Over 600 pastors uh, came and hung out with us and 18 different states represented, Mexico, Brazil, and we just had a fantastic time at Bel Air uh, Presbyterian. We really want to thank the people of Bel Air for opening their doors, and it was a powerful time. We had people like Erwin McManus from Mosaic Church and Pastor Judah from Church Home, and just an amazing experience. And one of the guys that was there was talking to me about, in relationships, you can do one of three things. He said he just read this study by some doctors, some marriage experts that they can actually predict in six years' time whether a marriage will make it or not. 
And they can do this off three turns. There's three turns that determine whether a marriage will make it or not. And they use a term called bidding. That in a marriage, you kind of bid for your, your spouse, your significant other. You bid for their attention or you bid for their help. And based upon the response, whether that is neglected or ignored or even met with cruelty, they can predict that if you respond well to your, your spouse's bidding, if you respond right 80% of the time, then the marriage will last. But if there's a lower than that percentage that people don't react well or respond well, then the marriage probably won't make it. Because in other words, there's three things that they teach. You can turn towards a relationship, you can turn away from a relationship, or you can turn against a relationship. And I just thought when I heard this person say that, I thought, you know, that really applies to our relationship with God. You can turn towards God, you can turn away from the things of God, or you can even become someone that's against the things of God. But I want to take that, that, that illustration there, and I want to teach you this final thought on how to rebuild the real you. Write down number one, you need to turn towards God. And all throughout the scriptures, God talks about the power of those that turn towards him. By the way, just a heads up, God has already turned towards you. And even when you have turned your back, he never turned his. In fact, the Bible says, God says in Malachi chapter three, I, the Lord, your God, I do not change. So the weather can change, culture can change, people can change, technology can change, the Lakers can change, but God will never change. In fact, another way to say it, Hebrews 13, eight, Jesus said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God does not change. He does not move. But when we turn towards him, he's there waiting for us. And so God's today looking for a turn from you. He's looking for you to turn from apathy to turn towards the anointed one. He, he's looking for you to turn from your discouragement into your destiny. Watch what he says here. I, I love this scripture in, in Isaiah 45. Turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Watch what he says in Zechariah 1.3. Therefore, tell the people, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Matthew 13.15, watch what Jesus says. For these people, their heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn and I would heal them. So God today wants you to open your eyes. He wants you to open your ears so you can see his love. You can see his calling. You can see your destiny. You can see his outstretched hands. You can see the cross because if you can see Jesus today, you'll turn towards him. You'll say, whatever things I'm involved in, whatever thing I'm caught up in, whatever thing I'm involved in right now, it's not as good as the, some, some of us need to turn towards God. In fact, the Bible teaches it this way. It's called repentance. Repentance is not coming to an altar, getting on our knees, crying our tears. I grew up in church, so, we, you know, on Wednesday nights, we would have youth group. And I used to love to go to youth group because at youth group, my youth pastor, he was, he was this great guy. His name was Gabe Barrero. And Gabe Barrero, he was one of those youth pastors. He could lead worship on the guitar, and then he could preach a great message. He's actually from L.A. And he would get up, and he'd give an inspiring message to all of the, the high schoolers. 
And then he'd get up and he'd start playing with the worship team. And I remember I was about 16 years old. I had long hair, don't care. I was listening to all the rappers that are not alive today. Like I was just like, I was in it, man. I was in it, old school days. And I would come to the altar almost every Wednesday night crying my eyes out. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Help me, Jesus. Help me, baby Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I'm going to grow up to be a grown man with pajamas on and a preacher. And I just, I just remember being at the altar every single Wednesday night, every crime I was like, God, help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. And then I'd go out the next day and I'd live the same life I was repenting of the night before. And I could never get the change that I needed. Because I turned towards God, but I would immediately turn away. Repentance is going one way and making a U-turn. Saying, I'm not going to be this person anymore. I'm not just sorry for my sin. I'm turning towards my maker. I'm turning towards the chosen one. I'm turning towards the Messiah. Today, Jesus said, if you would open your eyes and open your ears, you could get a glimpse of the reality of Jesus and you would turn towards him. And if you turn towards God today, there could be healing. There is no relationship that you have that can be healed if you turn away. But the moment you turn towards, that's when God works. And God wants you to be in a relationship with him. He's not pleased with duty. He's not pleased with religion. He's pleased with relationship. So God, the first thing he says, if you want me to do a mighty work, come on down to the potter's house. Turn towards me. Turn towards my love. Turn towards my promise. Turn towards my grace. Turn towards my joy. And I will deliver you. I will heal you. I will take you to places you never dreamed of. See, a lot of us, our biggest problem is that we're just not turning towards the right source. We turn towards things that promise joy, but never give them. Promise deliverance, but cannot have the power to deliver us. So it's not, a, a, a lot of times, is that we want, I'm telling you, I was, I couldn't be more sincere. I'm crying tears at the altar saying, God, help me, please, I need you. It's just that I couldn't apply the turn the next day. See, I'm glad we're in church on a Sunday. But tomorrow, let's turn towards God again. Tuesday, let's turn to him in the morning. There's a book years ago that came out that I loved. Growing up, it would be like on my parents' coffee table. It was called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And it did really well, sold a lot of copies. But I just like that title, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. You know, usually when I get up, I, the first person I greet is coffee. But what if tomorrow you got up and you said, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I'm turning to you. I wonder what things you have in your life to remind you. Oh, that's right. Today, I'm turning towards God. I'm not turning towards the flesh. I'm not turning towards fame. I'm not turning towards fortune. I'm turning towards faith. I'm making Jesus the perfecter. Oh, come on, clap today. If you want to make a turn towards God. Just keep on turning and keep on turning. Don't let it be a once a week decision with tears like, oh, I can't get my life right. I can't get my, get my morals right. I can't get my money right. I can't get my marriage right. No, no. Every day, turn towards God. And as you turn towards God, what will he do? Heal you, open your eyes, open your ears, ears, open your life, and God will do great things. See, I think we have a turning problem. We don't know how to turn towards God. And too often, we turn away from God. But I want you to write down number two, 
turn away from your old life. Turn away from that old you. Turn away from that person you don't even want to be. So I think some people are mad today because they're mad that they can't keep turning to God. They can't somehow connect the dots. I remember week after week being at the altar, I'd cry, and pretty soon I started getting mad. I'd get mad at God, get mad at others, get mad at myself. Why was I mad? Because I didn't know how to turn away from the stuff that was holding me down. The Bible is implicit. You need to turn towards God, but you need to turn away from sin. So it's not just that we know what we're turning towards. I can identify I'm turning away. Oh, I love this scripture. Watch this. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. He said, watch God. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then if they do this, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and they will start praying and they will turn towards me, seek my face. And if they turn from their wicked ways, see today when we pray for Ukraine and we pray for what's going on in Buffalo and we pray, it's not just that we pray and we turn towards God, but he said, really the power's activated when you turn away from the wicked stuff. Amen. It's not just the turn towards it's the turn away that God loves. I wonder what you're supposed to turn away from today. That God is saying, no, 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 that stuff right there, it's gonna mess you up. That that stuff right there is gonna delay your destiny. That stuff right, if you keep being involved in this and you don't turn away from it, I I, I can't really move in power in your life. See, a lot of us, we're like, God, I'm ready for the remodel. I'm ready for the rebuild. I want the real me. God's like, okay, let's do it. You just gotta get rid of some stuff. I'll never forget, we, we remodeled a house together, Julie and I, and the first thing that we did was we hired a, a, a GC, a general contractor. And you hire a general contractor because the general contractor doesn't just have expertise, they have all the contacts. And so you hire them because they know the window guy, and they know the floor guy, and they know the cabinet guy, and they know the driveway guy, and the landscape guy, and they know the AC guy, and they know the roofing guy, and they know exactly how to coordinate all these people together. So I just want to encourage you today, our GC guy, I'm very cheesy, is a JC guy. And... I'll be here all day, 9, 30, 11, 36 p.m. So stupid. Our GC guy... Our general contractor is a guy that wants to do a total remodel. And he knows everything that you need. There's not an issue in your life today that he's like, well, can't solve that one. Well, that one, well, you really messed up. I can help you with your faith, but I cannot help you with depression. I cannot help you with addiction. I cannot help you with perversion. I cannot help you with this, with this ish suicide. No, no, no. God can help you with anything. But the problem is we want to turn towards God and still be involved with this stuff. No, God says, don't just turn towards me. Turn away from things that are still vices, that are still addictions, that are still broken thinking patterns. It's not just to turn towards, it's to turn away. I'm turning, I'm putting my back to these things. Oh, I love Ephesians 4. Watch what Paul says. He says, therefore, throw off your old sinful nature and your old former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts. Let the spirit renew your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. 
It's not that we're just putting on who God wants us to be. We're putting off the old sin self. You cannot walk in your calling holding on to your past. You cannot walk in the truth of who you really are when you've got all these things that still got your name and your number. No, some of you, you got to delete some contacts. Some of you, you got to get rid of some people in your life that are holding you back. You got to make some drastic changes because you'll never really do the remodel. I'm telling you, God's got all the answers. He's got all the phone numbers. He's got all the help. He's got every, come on, my God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and all that is within it. God can help you get through anything. He can help you recover anything. but he can't work with somebody that doesn't want to be worked with when I hold on to both worlds I'm saying God I love Jesus but I want some of my old stuff too no when are you going to get to the place where you abandon that old stuff and you say God I'm letting go and I'm letting God I don't know how long this is going to take I don't know what this is going to look like but I I think the problem with a lot of us is Nehemiah, he goes back and he goes to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And Nehemiah rebuilds these walls and they put in the work and with one hand they're working and another hand they're defending and they put in sacrifice for so much time. And they bring back the walls and the glory. But to me it's not just the fact that they rebuilt the walls, but it's the fact that they could stay faithful to God. The challenge is not the rebuild. The challenge is continually following God. The challenge is staying on the path of freedom. See, Israel, this has always been their struggle. When God delivered them out of Egypt and into freedom, they wanted to go back to Egypt where they were slaves. Why in the world could you get freedom and want to go back to slavery? The reason why is because this was familiar. This was comfortable. This is what they, they always knew that meal and they always knew that schedule and they always knew what was predictable in their life. It's called the frustration of freedom. And if you're going to turn towards God, I want to encourage you today, don't come to the altar on a Wednesday and get back into stuff on Thursday. Turn towards God, but turn away from things that you know it's like, ah, it's not who I am now. I'm not that person anymore. I've, I've changed and I've changed, not just LA changed me, Jesus changed me. And you, you might be wondering, like, how did I change? I don't really know. I just turned towards God and he kept talking to me and he kept loving me and he kept healing me. And I couldn't do this in my own strength ever. But the more I turned to God, you recognize today, today you turning towards God tomorrow, wake up and good morning, Holy Spirit, turn towards God again. Tuesday, wake up, good morning, Holy Spirit, turn toward, and you just keep turning, God will do the rest. It's like what we say about church. I I, I have, you know, these cliche, cheesy sayings in church. But anybody that gets saved on a Sunday, anybody that raise their hands like, I want to follow Jesus, I use the same line every Sunday, and all we say is, just keep coming. And I use this tagline, all you have to do is get your face in the place. Because what I'm saying is, all you got to do is keep turning towards God, And God will do the rest. I haven't met anybody that's like, yeah, got saved. Everything in my life got good. I had no more problems, no more trauma, no more anything. I was just a perfect human. No, we're all under construction. 
We're all being changed from glory to glory, from glory to glory into the image of his son. And God will work as fast as you want. But the more you turn to, oh, away and go, start getting involved in this deceit, this duplistic tendency, this deviant nature, the more you get involved, the more this slows down. But if you really want God to do a mighty work, keep turning towards God and keep turning away from things that will hurt. Come on, clap today if you're excited. We're going to turn towards Jesus. Write down number three. Here's the last one. Turn against. We turn against anything that would destroy us. Anything that's, that's opposed to God's will being done in our life. I love this one because this is bigger than just turning away. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting. Worship team, you can come up. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, against authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Standing firm where? Towards God. Standing firm towards where? The path of the righteous that shines brighter. See, these things are trying to get you to turn away from the things of God. But there's a whole other issue that's trying to turn you against the things of God. Get you against church. Gets you against Bible reading. Get you against God's plan for your life. Do you realize that there are forces that are against your family forces that are against your life there have been things that have been assigned to you the scripture calls them the fiery arrows that come to discourage that come to attach themselves to you and today i'll tell you i'm turning towards god i'm turning away from temptation but i'm turning against the wicked one i am opposed to his plan for my life I have an enemy and it's not just that he calls me an enemy I call him an enemy and I will not allow I will not tolerate anything that tries to attack itself against my children against my marriage or against my soul today I want to encourage you that if you're going to rebuild do you realize that as Nehemiah was rebuilding he had people against him when we talked about him Sanballat and Tobiah all these people that were calling them names and trying to discourage them and all, you know, trying to take them out. You know, there's people or things that are against you. But don't be discouraged. Greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. All you got to do for the protection that you need, for the freedom that you need, you just keep turning towards God. And I'm going to keep my back there. No, no, I'm against you. I'm against I'm against that life, that life, that old thinking, that old stuff, that stuff messed me up. That stuff right there, that got me involved in things, that got me to do things. I didn't want to spend that money. I didn't want to go to those places. I didn't want to be involved with that stuff, but I'm against you now. This is my opposition. This is my old life. And now I'm turning towards God. And I, you, listen, you can try and distract me to turn me away, but I'm not going to turn. I am set, listen, God has set his face of flint towards you. I say in response, we set our face of flint towards him. We make a decision to say that I'm not going to be turned 
turned. I'm turned against him. My back is to the old past. My back is to my old life, but I'm setting my eyes, my gaze. I'm fixing it on Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. In other words, the Bible says, forget those things which are behind you, but press forward to the things that are in front of you. Forget that old life. Forget that old way, that old thinking. I don't know what what your life looked like five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Maybe some things happened in middle school, high school. I don't know. But whatever it was, let the past be the past. Let's get our eyes on the future. Let's get our eyes excited that in our own strength, we cannot rebuild the real us. But if we look at Jesus, he'll heal us. He'll open our eyes. He'll open our ears. He'll do the, come on. He knows the floor guy. He knows the AC guy. He knows the window guy. He knows everything that we need is found in Jesus. So the real you is, is kind. The real you is, is excellent. The real you is generous. The real you, you are one turn away from becoming and developing the real you. We serve the God that turns. He's always turning. He's turning you away. He's turning you towards. He's turning you against these things because he's turning you towards something greater. I don't know if you feel today like, man, you don't even know what I've done. You don't even know what I face. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I feel like today. Whatever you're feeling, it's not bigger than God. You have done nothing to disqualify yourself. The Bible says the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. You can get your license revoked, but you can't get your calling revoked. (laughs) Your passport can expire, but your calling cannot expire. All you have to do today is turn towards God. And as you turn towards God, watch what he does. He showers you. He loves you. He blesses you. He helps you. He frees you. Come on, clap today. Even in your home, clap today. And thank him that God, he's turned towards me. So I think a lot of times we're coming back like sheepish and shy. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I want to come back, but he, he knows how bad I've been. See, no, no, the problem today is not if he's going to accept us. Like we look at the prodigal son. If you don't know the Bible, there's a story in Luke 15 about this prodigal. One day he wakes up and he's like, dad, I want all my inheritance right now. The father tries to plead with him, but eventually he's like, all right, go ahead, go ahead and, and turn away. He turns away from his father and he goes, squanders his inheritance. Then one day the Bible says he comes to his senses and he turns towards his father's house. He comes and he's walking down the road. And the Bible says, as the son turns towards the father, the father runs down the gravel road, throws his arms around him and starts to weep over his son. He said, my son was dead, but now he's alive. He goes to all the guys. He's like, yo, yo, go get the fatted calf. Kill it. Tonight we're barbecuing. Go get the signet ring. David Yerman, tonight we're balling out. Go get the robe. Come on, go get the puff daddy robe. Tonight, my son, we're celebrating. I want you to hire a DJ. Get DJ Aoki in this mug. We partying tonight. My son has turned towards his father. Come on, clap if you're turning today. Clap if you're willing to say, I'm getting out of my mess. I'm getting out of the rubble. I'm getting out of my problem. I'm turning towards my father. See, my imagination always goes towards what did the next week look like for the prodigal son? No more DJ, no more robe. His dad was like, give me the ring back. That was a great night, but we're back from Vegas. 
DJ went home, sound system got packed up. What did the following look, week look like for the prodigal? You wanna know what it looked like? It looked like a normal Monday morning. All right, party's over, get back to work. We're gonna get up, we're gonna eat our breakfast, we're gonna read our Bible, we're gonna serve this land. I'll see you back at the dinner table tonight. There is no magical, mystical moment where you're changed. It's an everyday decision. Greatness doesn't happen in a day. Greatness happens daily. Somebody thank God today that he's given me the power not to turn just against some things or away. But come on, clap today. I'm turning towards my maker. I'm turning towards the Messiah. I want want you to keep your face. And I I want you to keep your life. I want you to keep your heart and keep your mind dead set straight on the things of God. Do not wander. Oh, I love Psalm 119. David says to the, to the Father, he says, seek me, God, seek me, for I, like a lost sheep, have gone astray. Maybe you've gone astray. Maybe you've turned towards some paths that maybe are not leading into fruitfulness. Come on, let's turn back to God. Let's turn our hearts back. Oh, I love Malachi. He says he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the Father. He will turn my mourning into dancing. I feel him turning some people today. He's going to turn us back to who we're called to be. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet.